Hello and welcome to the Bungler Cricket Podcast. I'm Roshan and thank you for continuing to make this the most listened to podcast about Bangladesh cricket in the world. That means a lot. Uh, and also, apologies, I didn't do a, a podcast around the Afghanistan series. I um, I was quite busy with work. I'm not going to lie, life happened. But we're back and I'm pleased to be joined by someone who I've wanted to collaborate with for a very long time, the Pop Increase. Welcome to the Bangladesh Cricket Podcast. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. I think it speaks volumes that I've been doing this podcast for nearly five years and this is the first time that you've been on. I think that speaks volumes to how infrequently Bangladesh and South Africa have played a bilateral series and that's what we're here to preview today. I know, it's 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 shocking. I mean, I'm so sick and tired of seeing, you know, Australia, England, India play. I love the series like the Afghanistan Bangladesh, like West Indies Bangladesh. I love those series. And so South Africa Bangladesh, absolutely one of my favourites. Before we get onto the cricket, I mean, it'd be remiss of us not to talk about what I now describe as the Sakib sideshow, which has uh, sort of been there alongside Bangladesh cricket for the, the most part of the last 10 years. Um, at the time of recording, um, he is now getting on the plane to South Africa and is available for the entire series. Like, um, what? I know. I, I can't keep up. I'm just saying Netflix need to commission this because they'll get a nine-part series out of this because it has been back and forth and back and forth. What's his reason? We don't know. He we just don't said, know. I'm coming. It sounded like he put out a statement. What? Okay, so Mohammed Issam, um, one of my favourite writers at Crick Info, did a tweet trying to explain the entire thing. And bless him, even he took two tweets to explain it. So the BCB said that's Chucky Baltor at South Africa. Then Shakib said he won't. Yeah. Then the BCB president said that they weren't happy with Shakib's decision. Yeah. And then the BCB told the media that Shakib needed to be arrested. Yeah. And then they all came together and did a press conference and said he's now going. There was claims that he sort of was needed a mental rest and a physical rest. And then I think the BCB came out and said, well, he probably wouldn't say that if it was the IPL. Mm. And then they had a couple of big meetings. Um, he was then going to be arrested till the end of April. And now he's back on. I, I can't make sense of what is going on. But do you know what I think? Personally, what I think. Go on. The last time Bangladesh came to South Africa, Shakib also wanted a rest. So the BCB gave him the rest. He didn't come for the, the test tour. It would have looked very, very bad if he did it again. It's like he's afraid to come play test cricket in South Africa. So I think it's absolutely good that he's fine. I mean, let's hope it sticks. But if he's now coming, I think that's great because they could absolutely use his experience. That's a fascinating take and one that would not have crossed my mind because in my mind, and I've no evidence for this, and fans will have their theories. I think he just wants to retire from the test format, but he feels like he can't. I feel that he's, you know, when you're like a child and you're slightly shy of asking a parent of doing something, you want to go out with your mates and you're a bit nervous of doing that. I feel that's that's the relationship that's going on. I think Shaki just doesn't want to play test cricket. He wants to retire. He wants to play franchise cricket, prolong his short format career. But because he is the greatest cricketer Bangladesh have ever produced, he has to be seen to be wanting to play in all formats, particularly test cricket, which, you know, let's be honest, Bangladesh don't get enough of, but need to be proactive in to stay at the, the big table, so to speak. And so I think, personally, I think he wants to retire from test cricket. But hasn't he already said something along those lines that he wants to focus on the other formats? Yeah, yeah, we keep we keep getting quotes from all the senior players. You know, Tamim does it as well. He's like, well, you know, maybe I can't do all three formats, you know. And they're all sort of low-key hinting at this kind of might reduce my workload, but nobody's done, apart from Marmadola with Test Cricket, nobody's done a formal retirement. And it's 
for me, it's frustrating because, you know, let, let, let's take a working example. If, if, you know, if an iconic South African player was to, to decide, decide to retire from a format, I'm assuming we'd have a statement on their Twitter profile, a press release from the cricket board, and then everyone would be thanking them for their service, reliving memories. Uh, Is that, that's, that's how it should work, right? I mean, you're going to give me a case study. Of you. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Quinton's probably, I knew as soon as I started saying that, Quinton would be the, uh, the anomaly to my example. Um, but why does it have to play out so messily? These are legendary players, and I want them to get the send-off, get the thank you, get that final, like, kind of guard of honour. The last few South African cricketers that have retired, we haven't had the chance to give them a send-off. They've retired in between series. So we didn't know their last test was their last test. They've retired after a test match a la Quinton. They've retired in lockdown. So we'd like Del Stain. So we never got the chance to give them the send-off. So that's heartbreaking for us fans. I'm worried for that kind of backbone of Bangladesh cricketers who've, who've been there for the last five years, because this really is the first sort of uh, generational shift for Bangladesh cricket. Mushfiq Rahim, Tami, Mamadullah, Shakib will all retire in the next two, three years. Let's give them a proper send-off. Let, let's not be awkward and wither away and controversies and distractions of the cricket. And so, uh, look, I don't think Shakib listens to this podcast, but if he does, just retire, man. If you want to retire, do it. You know, you're Hi, the greatest cricketer. Do you know what I'm saying? Play, play T20s, play one-day internationals. You're the greatest cricketer Bangladesh has ever produced retire put a statement out no one's going to be angry we're all going to miss you because you are still you know giving everything and playing so well but just 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 retire let's give you a proper send-off if you want to focus on the t20s and and, and one day is great we've got a couple of world cups go i i have no problem with that but i know not everyone will agree with me i'll get hate for this people will say no he's shucky he must play test cricket just just retire rather i think the breaks are weird the saying a nine-month break means what do you do do you find their replacement is it a temporary replacement does do they come back automatically into the well, team it's a it's an ab situation isn't it yeah exactly right what do you do you, you do you how can you plan for the future when the elder yeah, statesman exactly. is still there it's impossible exactly. exactly so i agree with you 100 just just retire make it easy and they they drew the series in new zealand without him Exactly. So, what does that do to when he comes back into the test squad? Who do you drop? It it's awkward. Exactly. If Shakib's in the squad, Shakib must play. Someone yeah. must give away that, you know. And it's it's black and white, isn't it? It's it's, yeah. it's which for me just makes it slightly confusing to a team who actually performed quite well in New Zealand. Um, I mean, it speaks volumes that we spent the first few minutes of this podcast talking about the Shakib sideshow. Which I'm, I'm saying again, Netflix need to commission it. I would watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the actual cricket then. Um, so obviously now a Bangladesh team with Saki in it is a, a better Bangladesh team, no doubt. Um, but they're coming up against, I think, a team who Bangladesh are going to be fairly unfamiliar with. I don't think they're going to know what to expect in terms of their opponent. Both teams have won away in New Zealand, so both teams are going to have that kind of confidence. Um, South Africa effectively swept aside India at home. So as a side, they've got to be fairly kind of confident going into this Bangladesh series. What can Bangladesh expect? And I'm going to split the question in two here. Firstly, in terms of, you know, the team that they're facing, but secondly, in terms of conditions, because we focus quite a lot on the two extremes of home pitches being turning and dry and dusty. And then these kind of New Zealand pitches being bouncy and green and fast. And so, so where... I guess do that kind of do South African conditions sort of fall in that spectrum? I appreciate I've asked you two quite lengthy questions there, but let's start with the team first. Who, who, who are going to be posing Bangladesh problems? Okay, so um, Maka Janssen, he's a he's you know 
burst onto the international scene. He's been phenomenal no matter you know where he plays, who he plays against. Granted, I'm, I'm thinking more of the test team, but um, he's been playing ODIs as well. And I think he's, I mean, he's, he's only like what, 20, 21 years old. He's, he's got that height. He's got that bounce. He's, I think he's going to cause problems. I think he's going to be the one because they don't know him. They haven't seen him. All they've got is maybe TV footage of him. He's going to be the, 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 the most dangerous one for them. And that's where Bangladesh still haven't figured out a solution. They don't know how to play pace and bounce particularly. You know, that's, that's where they've been undone in New Zealand. And I know we have this test win, which kind of is the anomaly, but um, I'm also looking back at the kind of last New Zealand series where we played T20s and one day internationals at the start of 2021. And it was just bounce, pace, bounce, pace. And then we knew these were problems in the side, but then we completely forgot about dealing with them because we had a mm. T20 World Cup to deal with. We've seen South African paces like absolutely undoing Bangladesh lineups in the past whenever they've played. And so I can I can imagine that that being a kind of issue. And I'm just hoping that that New Zealand series confidence will sort of carry through really uh, and kind of give Bangladesh a bit of confidence against the kind of South African side. Um, in terms of conditions then, like what is a South African home pitch like? What do the, the kind of groundsmen curate for the home team? Oh, it's going to be fast and bouncy. <laughs> okay, great. So more of the same than New Zealand. Great. That's going to be an, a difficult meeting, team planning meeting with the Bangladesh side. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah, South Africa, I mean, they have Keshav Maharaj, who I, I love in the ODI side, and I think he does really well. But, you know, their, their strength is their fast bowling attack. So go with what you know. Makes absolutely sense. And I think actually the one kind of positive of Bangladesh is our pace attack these days is probably oh, yeah. the best it's ever been. It's yeah, the best it's it. ever been. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's a world-class like bowling but attack, it, but but they, but they do, they do the basics, right. You know, they hit the ball in yeah. the right area consistently enough and that's what you need to do. Yeah. And I, you know, I think we have the confidence now to start a match with three, three fast bowlers, which yeah you know, 10 years ago would be three left-arm spinners and it wouldn't matter where we were playing, home or away, it'd always be three left-arm spinners and hope for the best. But, you know, people like Tuscan is now playing in the kind of form of his life, Sharif al-Islam, all coming through the sort of the under-19 setup. that just, 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 it feels like we've got at the moment the confidence to go away and go, actually, okay, these aren't turning tracks, but we've got the bowlers to just sort of bowl consistently, nothing special, you know, okay, yeah, we've got some quicks, you know, who can reach that kind of 140-odd mark, but... Yeah, just sort of bowling with sort of consistent line and length and, and troubling the batsmen as we did in, in that kind of first New Zealand test. And, you know, South Africa's batting, it's it's improved a lot this year so far, but it's still a bit shaky. And they haven't released their test squad yet, but it'll be interesting to see if, you know, the likes of KG and Gidi Nokia, if he's fit, decide to go to the IPL or they if they decide to to stay for this at the Bangladesh series, because that's going to drastically affect their bowling attack for, the, for that series. Their batsman yeah. as well, Keegan Peterson will hopefully be back because he wasn't in New Zealand. So hmm. he's going to strengthen the batting. But Aidan Markram has been a big question mark. He's struggling. El- Elgar hasn't been in the best of Knicks of late. And um, if they do decide to go with Ovi as well, yeah, he got the 100, but he's still new. He could have a bit of a hit and miss series. So their batting isn't as strong as they would have hoped, I think. So there are some cracks in there Bangladesh could exploit. And I think it speaks volumes that South Africa, I mean, we, we at the time of recording, we only have the one-day squad, but yeah. there are six players who, who, potentially six players who are going to go and play in the IPL. And actually, if I'm honest, in the past, this is a series where we might have expected South Africa to go, well, you guys have a rest, or let's give some of the kind of fringe players a go. But I think it speaks volumes of the importance, particularly of the ODI series, 
that I think South Africa need to give importance to this because their 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 position in the kind of World Cup Super League and the qualification is often guaranteed, ask, is this, isn't it? Is this part of that cup? Yeah, it's it's okay. It's see, three, that's why. It's part, they, yeah. yeah. So the, the so there are I believe thirty points up for grabs um, yeah. in in this World Cup Super League, which is fascinating because we know it's not going to exist after the twenty twenty three World Cup. They've already scrapped it as a, a qualification format. But my understanding is the top seven teams will qualify. Bangladesh are at top of the league at the moment with 100 points. And I think South Africa are either ninth or 10th. And so have mm. some work to do to guarantee automatic mm. qualification. I, you know, I can't imagine a world where South Africa having to go through a further qualifying I tournament know. to get to it's World just, Cup. It's, it's, just, it's just wrong. South Africa know there's no room for complacency. Um, and the only, I guess the one thing I sort of potentially hope for is, you know, in the last two series, which they've come out of good, they have been wobbly starts. You know, that they, yeah. they, they lost that first um, match against India. They lost the first... Uh, I think the first test against New Zealand being bowled yeah. out, I think sub 100 in the first innings. So, yeah. So, so I'm, I'm hoping that maybe that kind of trend continues and Bangladesh can maybe surprise them in the first, in the first game, but that's possibly optimistic thinking. I'm really looking forward to Bangladesh being in South Africa. Again, it's nice to be playing a team who we don't play against a lot. It's mm-hmm. good to be having a proper kind of bilateral series. So I'm really excited. Uh, let's have your predictions then. Um, it's a classic three one day two test series. Uh, I mean, which way do you see this going? The tests, I think it will be two nil to South Africa. Sorry, but the ODIs, I think there's could be a bit of a, a good contest. So I'm, I'm I'm not sure. Okay, I, I like you. So you know, sing, sing on the fence for the one days a little bit. I I probably agree. I think I think Bangladesh's momentum and confidence in one day cricket. Yeah. at the moment is is in such a good place. It's their favourite format. And I think Bangladesh really feel relieved when they get to play one day cricket because I think they find particularly T20 a little bit difficult at the moment and Test obviously is a kind of uh, a kind of improving situation. So the one day has happened first. I think Bangladesh should bound into them with confidence. And so yeah. I would hope for the result being 2-1, I don't know who will win the series, but I, you know, I, I'd love to have a third yeah, ODI I, series I, I, decider. I agree with that, yeah. I think, I think yeah, let, I think the first two will go one each way and then we'll have a brilliant third ODI where, where they'll decide yeah. the winner. And then with the test series, I mean, I think the, the, the first New Zealand test was the first time where I saw Bangladesh consistently dominate session after session after session. Bangladesh have known to have a good day or yeah. four good sessions, but then we can throw it away in, in you know, an a afternoon. Yeah. Exactly, literally. I mean, that's that's all it takes. And, and yeah. I wonder whether that New Zealand experience will come good and they'll go, actually, we can turn the screw or we can hold our own or we can win again away i think the the, the big onus will be proving that it wasn't a flat you know a kind of one-off it wasn't an upset and actually this is a bangladesh test side who can continually win away and away and i think it's exciting you know particularly that top order you know they have less than 30 test caps between them we've got young captain and moment huck and i really do feel that the test team is sort of building for the future and going what do we look like in the next five ten years so yeah. For me, it's kind of anticipation and excitement without pressure, if I'm honest, but a good performance will be, I, I, th- I think a massive positive will take that away. So Absolutely. yeah, I think I think South Africa will take the test series, but I think Bangladesh will show like not more than glimpses of, of, of good hope. I think there will be hopefully great performances coming through. Yeah, I, on, on the ODI side as well, it's interesting. Um, they have quite a number of players and with Shakib as well now back in, quite a number of players with like over 200 ODIs. South Africa's mm-hmm. most is 140 with David Miller. So they have quite a young ODI side. So Bangladesh have that in their favour as well. So much experience. And, you know, with Litton Das, Tamim, uh, Mushfikur and Shakib, there's a lot of experience in there that should boost their confidence. 100%. I'd, and I'd say it's it's now becoming 
a side which has that experience, but combined with quite a lot of nice young talent coming through, there are people coming through from you know the under 19 squads and the high performance squad. And also there are players who I would describe as not the kind of your Shakib, your Tamim, Mushvik level experience, but your players like Litton Das is coming to form. He was brilliant during the oh, Afghanistan yeah. series. Yeah. People have been frustrated with him in the past because he's like one of the players who we would now look to turn to to become the experienced players. And it feels like he's finally stepping up to that plate and going, okay, mm-hmm. cool. If if Shakib and Mushvik all retire, I've got this. Um, and that's and the same 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 for um Mehdi Hassan going, okay, cool. If Shakib's gonna go anytime soon, I'll be your all-rounder who yeah. kind of leads the thing. So I I'm Thoroughly, thoroughly looking forward to the series. I think it's, that we're going to see some fantastic cricket. I hope it will be a really good series. I'm looking forward to it. Before you go, we should talk about the Women's World Cup, which is happening in New Zealand. So um, at the time of recording, uh, it is still ongoing. Um, from a Bangladesh perspective, the Bangladesh women's team have lost their first two games, but not before giving South Africa a scare in their first one. Yeah. Um, at 1.69 for no loss, chasing 207. And I mean, for context here, South Africa, that would have been quite a scare for them in that opening match. Firstly, being pulled out for 207 uh, and then looking down the barrel at potentially a, an upset loss against the Bangladesh women, right? Definitely. It was it was a interesting game to watch because it was on like during the night for, for us here in Cape Town. So it was like the middle of the night stuff. I had like work in the morning or something. So I couldn't stay up to watch. But when I woke up and I saw the score, I was like, oh my goodness, what the hell's happening? Yeah, I, th- I think most of Bangladesh sort of felt the same and it, it feels and I don't know I, it's sometimes hard to know whether it's because I exist in a cricket bubble and I follow all the right people on social media or if this is a genuine kind of like impact outside but it feels like this women's world cup has been brilliant the coverage has been a lot better the quality of cricket has been you know now we've seen it's been catches excellent. it's been amazing we've seen catches uh you know by the West Indian team going oh, viral yeah, and, that was insane right and so I think from what I've seen it feels like the best coverage i've seen of a women's odi world cup definitely um and i think for me now like particularly from a bangladesh perspective it feels nice because i feel like there are members of that team who are becoming household names that's quite a nice thing and i think it sounds silly but i think for me i guess going forward the not it's not fear that's the wrong word but i hope that the funding and the backing and the progress of the women's team continues because i think there's a real worry for me that the gap between the kind of top women's sides, you know, you're in India, you're England, you're Australia, and the kind of slightly lower rank ones like Bangladesh, the gap might widen as time passes. And, mm. and it's hard to keep up, obviously, because obviously, you know, budgets and boards and et cetera do vary. But I just feel we've built such a brilliant foundation in Bangladesh for women's cricket. It's something that I hope continues in Bangladesh. Um, it feels like it's going in the right direction. It feels like there's more funding. You know, I guess coming off the back of the pandemic, they didn't play a lot of cricket over the last two years. They just missed out on a Commonwealth spot, uh, which I, I know would have hurt a little bit because that's obviously a, you know a great opportunity to have been you know to get a medal and to be played on the world stage. But Bangladesh women playing in their first ever cricket ODI World Cup, it, it just feels like it's in a good place. And I know we're mid tournament, and so uh, potentially we'll have an opportunity to review their performance properly once it's all over. But for now. Um, Mathematically still in with a chance for the semi-finals, even though maybe not necessarily uh, favourites on paper, but still mathematically, I think they need to win four games. So yeah, anything can happen. Know. Anything can happen. It's going to be a fascinating World Cup. And actually, I've really thoroughly enjoyed following it. Yeah, me too. Amazing stuff. Well, uh, thank you so much for joining us on the Bangla Cricket Podcast. Do you fancy coming back to review the series when it's over? Happy, absolutely. Brilliant. I like to get my guest bookings on, on the record there. Um, <laughs> I'm locked <laughs> the- in. 
You're locked in now. You can't back out. Um, Pop and Crease, thank you so much for joining us on the Bangladesh Cricket Podcast. And uh, let's look forward to a brilliant, brilliant series between Bangladesh and South Africa. And thank you for listening to the Bangladesh Cricket Podcast. We'll see you very soon.